Welcome to People of Hope, a conversation on finding joy in all things with the pastoral staff of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center in Atlanta, Georgia. This short-form episode shares only the introductory remarks for our topic this week. For the full conversation, check this podcast feed or visit ignatiushouse.org slash peopleofhope. Let's begin. Our topic today is the joy of the incarnation. I hope this will be an invitation to your own reflection as we approach Christmas. How has this season brought God more concretely into your life? If you're with us on Facebook, feel free to let us know in the comments and join in on our conversation. So let's begin. We have with us Father Joe Lincoln and Sarah Otto, both on the pastoral team of Ignatius House. Joe will open with some initial thoughts um, on joy and the incarnation, but first I have asked Sarah to open us in prayer. Thanks, Andy. Um, Joy and the incarnation immediately brings to mind the Jesuit David Fleming's translation of the spiritual exercises for me. Ignatius has a meditation on the incarnation when you imagine the Trinity looking down upon the world in its beauty and chaos just before they opt to send the sun into the world. And Fleming has this incredible line in which he writes the leap of divine joy. God knows that the time has come. And so with that in mind, let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Triune God, the leap of divine joy brought you directly to us in a humble town in the form of a little baby, vulnerable and in need of care. Help us to never lose sight of that wondrous love. Allow our hearts and our eyes to be open to the quiet and surprising ways you continue to enter into our lives and allow your joy to ripple through our hearts, our homes, and our world. Amen. Amen. Well, good evening, Andy, and good evening, Sarah. Good to be with you both. You know, I have often heard it said that Christmas is for kids of all ages. And well, the older I get, the more I appreciate Christmas. That is God's incarnation in the birth of Jesus. As most people know, the scripture gives us two accounts of Jesus' birth. These appear in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke. Matthew tells of Jesus' birth, the visit of the Magi, who were guided by a star, and the Holy Family's flight into Egypt. While Luke tells us of the visits of the angel Gabriel to Zechariah and Mary, and of Mary's visitation to Elizabeth, Luke then tells of Jesus' birth, the visit of the shepherds, Jesus' presentation in the temple, and the prophecy of Simeon and Anna. Matthew and Luke each give us a story we can visualize and understand. A young woman has a baby, and shepherds and magi come to adore him. Matthew and Luke both tell us of the town of Bethlehem. Their stories are so vivid We even find ourselves adding details like the number of the magi or the presence of the sheep and the camel at the manger. We even add a tale on the star. 
as for the Magi. They have variously been described as a class of Zoroastrian priests in ancient Medea and Persia. Their names have become known to us as Balthazar, Caspar, and Melchior. Further, they have been variously identified as kings, wise men, and or astrologers. And as for the number three, this is determined by the number of their gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But in actuality, the scripture does not tell us their number or their names. Matthew and Luke tell us a story filled with concrete things intended to answer our desire for explanations and help us to comprehend the story that is uniquely filled with mystery and wonder. John the Evangelist, on the other hand, focuses on the awe and the mystery of the incarnation event. He does that in large part by the use of metaphor and illusion to draw us into the mystery and to the joy of the incarnation. John never mentions the virgin birth, the shepherds in the field, nor the magi. Now, he doesn't deny their part in the story. He simply lifts up the more significant implications. Instead of the concrete characters we've come to recognize at the manger, John invites us to recognize the more significant mystery. The nativity is a great moment that, if we're honest, we only partially understand. We know the nativity with both concrete particularity and universal import. The nativity is about humanity and the heavens, and it's about us. In choosing to be born for us, God chose to be known by us. God therefore reveals God's self in this way in order that this great sacrament of love may not be an occasion for us of great misunderstanding. With Christmas, we celebrate God's incarnation and we are able to see clearly in swaddling clothes the one we have long awaited to enter our heart and soul and fulfill our deepest longing. With the nativity, we are invited to gaze in deep wonder at the mystery that is God's love for each of us. Humanity in God, God in humanity, one whom the whole universe cannot contain, now enclosed in a tiny body. Gabriel was right. With God, all things are possible. With the Incarnation, God's entry into human history is innocent and non-threatening and requires our human care. Christmas is a great feast and mystery that, as I said a moment ago, if we are honest, we only partially understand. And each year I comprehend more of its meaning and importance and appreciate it more and more. Christmas is not merely about some heritage or ethnic celebration, as fine as they are, but it is about God's desire to be with us, God's desire to be known by us. And I think the carol is right. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Thanks for listening. Learn more about Ignatius House by visiting us at ignatiushouse.org or following us on social media. And be sure to subscribe to this wherever you listen to podcasts.
May the blessing of God be with you always.